Before we get into this podcast, I just want to give a big thank you to all the listeners out there that listen to my podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It doesn't matter which platform you listen to, you clicked on it and you listened to it, and I thank you for that. And since you're listening to this podcast, then I'm sure that you're an L Word fan, and if so, then that means we're part of the same tribe. So to my L Word family out there, what's up, you guys? What's going on? I just wanted to give you guys a big thanks, and um... Just to stay tuned. We're going to be doing some more reviews. I'm, I got a bunch of shows that I'm watching now that I'm thinking about reviewing. So stay tuned for that. And, you know, let me know what kind of shows you guys are watching and if, if you would like to hear me review it. But so that's all I wanted to say, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get back to regular program. Alright you guys, this is season 2 of the L Word, episode 9, and the title of the episode is Last Dance. We only got one more episode after this, you guys, only one more. And to be honest, I'm a little scared, y'all. We haven't heard anything about a season 3 renewal, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. We need the L Word GQ. I still want to, we need it for a couple of more seasons, because there's some things we need answered. Some some things we need answered, some backstories that we haven't got yet that I'm really interested in, especially Finley's. I need, I need, I need to know. So we start off with Bed and Pippa. They're outside the CAC and they're protesting with other artists and people of the art world. They're protesting the Nunez wing of the CAC. And if we remember for if you watched on episode eight. Danny took over her father's company because the father got arrested, went to jail for fraud and things like that. So when she took over the business, she was just trying to do something nice and do something right with the money because they do. She feels like they do a lot of wrong, so she was just trying to right the wrong by donating the money to the CAC. And she thought it would be something that Bet would like, but turns out Bet is not with it, and we understand why Bet's not with it. Bet's not with it because of obviously what happened to Kit and Kit's overdose and we know the Nunez they deal with pharmaceuticals and you know that that's what killed Kit so she's not with it Pippa's not with it so they're outside protesting to get the wing well get the name taken off the wing and it looks like they're gonna do just that it looks like they're gonna win and the Nunez name is gonna get taken off the wing we don't know yet but it's looking like that's how it's gonna go so from there we get Alice so Alice is doing interviews for her book she's about to go on a book tour and things like that so she's just really doing interviews to promote it and at this point her and Tom I think they're in a relationship I don't know because she kind of backslid when she went back to Nat but then she told Tom and I guess her and Tom made up so I guess her and Tom are a thing they're item now but I guess she's afraid like, she's all, I don't get it, because Alice is already out as bisexual, but I guess she's been dating women so long that I guess she feels kind of like she has to come out again, which is crazy. It should be no problem, but... So, she's getting interviewed for her book, and one of the questions is, who's the, you know, the special lady in your life now? And she doesn't have a special lady in her life. She has a, a man in her life, and the man's name is Tom, but she doesn't really feel comfortable with answering that, so she kind of, like slides across that question and after the interview we get Sophie and Sophie poor little Sophie lord have mercy (laughs) Danny dodged a big old bullet but I felt bad for Sophie this this episode I felt bad for her and Finley and Angie too because good god but we'll get to that later but 
last episode, Sophie and Finley kind of got into it because Finley, it's obvious she has a drinking problem. And that's just, it's getting worse and worse. So they got into it because she came home drunk and Sophie wasn't with it. So they got into a little argument. Finley left. And it's kind of been, I guess, like a day or two since Sophie has seen Finley. She's been calling her and calling her. She hasn't gotten any word from her. So she's panicking. She went to Alice to see if she knew what was going on. Alice hasn't seen her. And now Sophie is getting even more worried. She's like, she's nowhere to be found. She's not at work. She's not anywhere. She's not picking up. She Sophie just wants to know she's okay. So she said, I just want to know she's okay so I can yell at her. Because, like, why not just pick up your phone and let me know you're okay? Like, I get it. But I'm like, goodness. I really want to know Finley's backstory. Like, what? I really thought when the season started, I really wanted to see her in, what is it, Missouri or wherever she's from? Or Kansas, wherever. I wanted to see her go back home. And I kind of wanted to see, like, a family dynamic. But I know we're kind of in a pandemic. It was a pandemic and, you know, probably couldn't do all that. A bunch of COVID restrictions on set. So they probably couldn't have too many people coming in and out. But I would have liked to see that. So the time has come for Angie to meet her donor. Bat and Tina agreed that she could do it. So they're at the hospital because we do know Marcus. I think that's his name. Yeah, Marcus is in the hospital. I forgot what. I think it's like his kidney. Yeah, his kidneys are suffering. So he's in the hospital and he's not doing good. But they all agreed that Angie could meet him. So they're all sitting in the waiting room. And they're, you know, Bat and probably a little bit nervous. Tina as well. And they're, you know, just going back and forth, asking her questions, asking her if she's nervous. And she's like, no, I'm not nervous, but you're making me nervous. So Tina kind of backed off of her. And we get to see a little bit of Tibet, kind of, kind of, you guys. I don't know. I feel like, but I kind of like Carrie. Rosie O'Donnell plays Carrie so well, so I really don't know. I kind of want, you guys, I'm stuck. I kind of like Carrie and Tina together, just a tiny bit, just because I like Carrie. But, I mean, it's it's Tibet in-game. It's Tibet and Tina all day, every day. All day, every day, just because of the original. So, I can't, like, I can't jump off that ship yet, but I don't know, you guys. I know for sure, if we get, like, a season three, season four, how many ever seasons the Elroy Jinky gets, I know for sure they're gonna, they're gonna end it off with them together. I would hope so. If they didn't, that would really suck, but I hope so. So, they're all sitting in the waiting room. And I guess Marcus's wife comes out, and she has this, like, look on her face. Like, she's about to say something disappointing. And, of course, she does. She asks if she could talk to one of the parents, Better Tina. So, Bet goes. And Bet's like, is everything okay? Are you ready to meet him? Like, are you ready for Angie to meet him? And she's kind of like, I don't think today's a good day. It's not going to happen today. And she just, like, walks off and says, I'm sorry. Like, she didn't really even go into detail. And I felt so bad. Because, like, how do you get them there to the hospital you have this young girl ready to meet her father or her donor. She wants to know about him, know, like, the other side and the other part of her. You get him there to the hospital just to turn him away. Like, no, like, real explanation. And I felt bad for Angie. I was kind of like, wow. That that sucks. That sucks. But we find out later why, so we'll get to that later. But just for Angie, it was already going to be a tough week because she's got prom later on. So she thought it was going to be a happy occasion. But no. And we see Angie get upset because she feels like Bet didn't fight for her. And we know Bet fights for anything she really cares about. And she'll go, like, she'll go all the way. If she's really passionate about it, she's going to back you down in a corner and make you, like, agree to her side or see her point. 
and Angie feels like she's just like back down easily. She was just like, oh, okay, you don't want to meet my daughter? Okay, well, we'll leave. And that was a problem for Angie. So back at Bet's house, Tina and Alice and Shane show up and they're all getting everything ready to take prom pictures and things like that. The whole prom party that's going to prom with, um, with, uh, what's her name? Nat? What's, what's Angie's girlfriend's name? Jordy. So the whole party that they have that's going with Jordy and Angie, they meet up at Bet's house. And this just reminded me of my prom. I was like, dang, my prom was lit. The prom itself was boring, but the after party afterwards was lit. Cause y'all know, yeah, you know how the young kids do. They go to the prom and all the parents and everybody's there. But that after party though, <laughs> that after party be lit. So this just kind of brought me back to all the pictures we had to take. We were so freaking ready to leave. We was like, damn, they take one more picture. We ain't even gonna go. We don't even care. Like we didn't even care about no dang pictures. One or two pictures are good enough and that's it. So <laughs> poor Angie, she's like going through the motions. She's trying to vent to Jordy, but Jordy's kind of like, Jordy's been on this whole campaign of how she just wants to be prom queen. So she's not really caring about nothing else. She just wants to have a good prom and freaking win the prom court or whatever it's called. So she's trying to get Angie, which I understood. Like, I understand that, like, where Angie's coming from. Like, dang, why you not, you're not going to let me vent to you. You're not doing that. But Jordy's not going through the same issues that Angie's going through. Jordy's just trying to be a freaking kid. So I was kind of, I saw both sides. Like she was kind of being a downer. And I think Angie was being too hard on on Bet and Tina. Because Bet and Tina didn't do anything. Obviously Bet didn't fight hard enough to see what was going on. But I get her side as well. So I don't know. I get everybody's side, I guess, hell. <laughs> I don't know, but she's like, Angie's just vitting to Jordy. And Jordy's like, girl, it's prom night. Like, can you not be upset? Can you try to be in a better mood? Because you're bringing me down. I don't want to hear about, like, what your parents did or didn't do at the hospital for your donor. Like, your donor's a jerk if he didn't want to meet you. Like, but don't take it out on us. She, Angie was just taking it out on everybody because she didn't know where to place her frustration. And I get that as well. But So she's lashing out at Bet. She's lashing out at Tina. And they're trying to just, you know, get everything ready and make sure they got everything ready for the prom. But she's not feeling it. Angie's just not in the headspace for it and we see shane and tess walk in and at this point at this whole point of the series when tina's been in gen q her and alice have not seen each other yet so they finally seen each other this episode which i thought was crazy because they were always close in the original and always talking but when gen q came around it was like they were always missing each other so bet it was bet shane and tina but never Bet, Shane, Tina, and Alice. So this episode, we got to see all the little OGs that we have. Speaking of OGs, where the hell is Rachel Shelley? Like, I heard we was going to get Helen of Peabody, and we haven't seen Helen Peabody yet. And we only got one episode left. You guys, we only have one episode left, and we haven't seen Helen of Peabody anywhere. Like, I'm going to need to see Rachel Shelley on that last damn episode, or it's going to be a problem. Like, how y'all tell us? Well, they didn't say we were going to get Rachel, but it was rumored that we were getting Rachel Shelley. So, we better get Rachel in the freaking last episode or I'm going to be pissed. Because what the hell? This season has been good so far, but if we were promised an OG, I want to kind of get another OG. Now, I know Sherry Jaffe. Ain't nobody asked for Sherry. (laughs) 
Ain't nobody asked for Sherry freaking Jaffe. So give us what we asked for and give us Rachel Shelley. Please. Back to regular scheduled program. So we see finally Alice and Tina are in a scene together. And they're talking about how Shane and Tess, they've been waiting for them to get together, which was crazy because I never saw, like, who knew they were going to get together? It kind of came out of nowhere to me. To me, it kind of did until it, it was obvious. Like, oh, okay, they're going to put them together. So when Alice was like, yeah, we've all been waiting for it. Like, it kind of came out of nowhere. So I was really, like, waiting for it. But okay. So they're kind of like, I hope, like, we all know that Shane likes her. But I don't think Shane knows. But then Shane and Tess walks in holding hands. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you know. Like, you guys are together. And I thought that was kind of funny. But I was like, okay. So... Bette and Tina are telling Shane and Alice about the whole donor situation and what happened and how she's kind of taking it out on them. And we see them getting ready to take pictures. And as they go to take pictures, I guess Angie was whispering something under her breath, but she was just over the taking pictures and all that. And Jordy was kind of like, girl, stop taking it out on us. Your donor's the a-hole. Be mad at him, not your parents, not me. Be mad at the donor. And we see Angie have like a little panic attack. And when she has a panic attack, she runs off upstairs and Alice and Shane goes up to make sure she's, she's okay while Bet and Tina try to get the uh, prom party together and get them to go ahead and go to prom. Jordy's crying because obviously prom is kind of ruined at this point. And she's kind of like, I don't want to go to prom without her, but Bet tells her to go ahead and go and they'll get Angie to meet her there. So upstairs we get Alice and Shane and they're just talking to her and Angie finally gets to get like her feelings out. She's kind of like, how do you not like want to meet me? Like you really don't want to meet me. And they were just telling him like, Hey, it's his loss. If he doesn't, you know, you know who you are. Like, don't let it get you down and things like that. It was sad. I felt bad for her, but then we kind of, we kind of get a better understanding later on, which we'll get to. And it kind of be, it kind of made me be like, oh, okay, I kind of see. So they talk her up. She goes downstairs, apologize for how she treats them, and she goes off to prom. So let's jump over to, to Danny and Gigi, Jeannie, whatever you want to call them, the fire couple, okay? The fire couple of this season. We might see, I don't know, yeah, I ship them. I ship them. I hope to see them too on uh, season three if we get one. So we see them. I don't know where they are at because. Gigi's house is like a loft and anytime we see like the inside of like Danny's father's house it doesn't look like the location that they're at but I don't know where the hell they're at but they're outside having this like brunch or something and they're talking and (laughs) Danny sees the newspaper and Bette and Pippa are on the LA Times because they've been protesting at the CAC to get the uh, name taken off of the wing so it at this point, we're going to go ahead and say they got the name taken off. And Danny's just kind of like, I don't understand how this could happen. She, cause last, last episode, she really thought she won. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> I thought it was hella funny that she really thought that Bet was just going to lay down just like that and take it. Like, girl, do you not know who the fuck you're dealing with? You're dealing with Bet fucking Porter, bitch. No. Okay. Baby Bet thought she had won, but nah, Mama Bet said no. <laughs> Mama Bet said, hell nah, girl. Your name is coming off this damn wing. And that's exactly what happened. So 
Gigi is kind of, you know, there to console her, doing what Gigi does, just being pretty, doing all that. So she kind of tells her, like, well, you know, I'm sorry that she hurt you. And Danny, you know, is lashing back. Like, she didn't hurt me. I'm pissed. I'm mad. I can't believe this is happening, but I'm not hurt. And, you know, she goes on, and Danny's telling her, like, this freaking prep for the trial, because now Danny's um, going to testify on her dad's behalf. And she's like, this is going to suck. It really seems like she really don't want to testify, and I'm weird as shit. I hope she doesn't testify, but it kind of looks like she's going to. But we'll see. So as they're talking, and Danny's mentioning how she doesn't want to go to the prep for the trial, you know, Gigi's kind of like, well, you have my son's, like, recorder recital to look forward to. And that made me laugh, because I don't know about y'all, but in my school, they really did. When we were young, they made us, like, play the recorder. And we had a recorded recital, and that shit was horrible. It sounded bad. Like, what the fuck? Out of all the instruments we could have played, they really gave us recorders. Like, ugh. I don't know. If y'all if y'all did that in y'all school, did y'all order, like, the colorful ones? Like, the nice ones off the little freaking website that they had? Or the book they gave us? They brought back some memories. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, they did that shit. We really was playing recorders in school. Sounding fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> sounding bad y'all but anyway she's telling her like the you know you're gonna get to meet the son and whatever like that and I'm like the whole time when Gigi was mentioning like going to her son's recital I was like Danny is not gonna go I already knew when she was talking about it and Danny talking about yeah that's gonna be the highlight of my day I can't wait I'm like girl you know damn well you're not gonna go I knew she wasn't gonna go like what I kind of think they're moving a little too fast but I, I do ship them I like them together I didn't at first, but now I do. I do ship them, but I do think they're moving just a tad bit fast. But it is what it is. Like, she was going to meet her son and all that. I thought that was too much. I already knew Danny wasn't going to go. So Danny's going down to do the the prep for the trial. And she's talking about just he the lawyer is prepping her to say good things about her father. She really kind of doesn't want to. She wants to tell the truth. And the truth is whatever is going on behind the scenes that we're going to learn about later, I hope. I hope in the next episode we really get down to the truth of what the hell's going on. Because I think he's lying about whatever it is. He's lying. I feel like he's really lying. But we'll get to it. Hopefully in the uh, next episode. But, you know, they're just going over stuff. And it was funny because the lawyer was asking her, you know, how good of a father is he? And she was just going on about how good of a father he was. And he walks in yelling about what's going on with the CAC and them taking the name off and he's like really going off on her and she was just like oh hey dad we was just talking about how good of a father you are and you come in here yelling at me and I'm trying to help you and he's just going off talking about if our name gets taken off then it'll ruin me and it ruin the trial I'll lose the trial and he's just like yelling just telling her to fix it and he throws the freaking newspaper down just like fix it and she's kind of like okay she tries to fix it but it all comes down to it. She couldn't do it. They get the name taken off. So she lost, basically. And she goes back to her freaking nice penthouse. That penthouse is gorgeous. It's amazing. She goes back. She gets a freaking phone call. And what I thought was funny, I don't know why they're freaking... the Whoever works the electronics or whatever for the show or whatever they, you call it. But on their names on the phone, they have their whole name like put out who the hell saved contacts as whole names especially when they're dating she had her whole name on there and then when we got to danny calling 
uh, calling Sophie later on. Sophie had her whole name on it. Like, why not just have Danny or Gigi? Why have the whole damn name? Danny Nunez or, G- or whatever the hell. What's her name? I think she had, like, Gigi's whole name on there. I was just like, what in the freaking world? What is going on? Like, how you gonna have... Like, who does that in real life? Just have it just be her first name. I thought that was weird. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but Gigi calls her to see where she's at because Eli's recital is about to start. And <laughs> freaking Danny, yo. Danny lies and tells her, like, I'm kind of stuck in traffic, so I don't think I'm going to make it. And Gigi's kind of like, oh, well, okay. Well, I'll just see you later on. So later on, after the recital, Gigi comes over, I guess, for dinner. They're about to have dinner. And, you know, she's telling her about what happened at the recital and Danny's kind of like, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. And Gigi's like, oh, no, it's okay, you know. And Danny's kind of like, yeah, it's just been a rough day. And she fucking slipped. And now Gigi knows she lied about the traffic. She was like, so I thought you were stuck in traffic. And then Danny's just like, the, the part that got me, Danny didn't even care that she lied at first. She was just like, oh, well, it's L.A., so I'm sure it was traffic. I'm like, girl, you just lied to her about coming to her son's recital, and you're just going to play it off like that and say, well, it's L.A., I'm sure it was traffic. I said, girl, please. It's it like Danny's always apologizing for something. And Gigi let her know straight up, like, girl, I know, like, you're going through a lot, but you're not going to take it out on me. You're not going to lie to me and do all this bull crap. And Danny apologizes like she always does. She's always apologizing for something. And they make up and we're gonna jump over to bet and tina because before angie came down and uh no so angie was upstairs talking to alice and uh shane and pippa comes in so pippa meets she meets tina and tina's kind of like wow i can't believe pippa pascal is standing in your living room i don't think at this point she knows they're dating she doesn't know they're dating until you know, later on, Pippa leaves because obviously it's a bad time. Everything is going wrong. So Pippa leaves and Bet and Pippa kisses. And then she realizes like, oh, y'all are a thing. Y'all are dating. And, you know, Bet tells her only for a little minute. It's only been a while. So from there, they get, then Angie comes down and she leaves her prom. So after that, you know, Tina is feeling good about that. And she's kind of like, I think we should... Was it Tina or Bet? Yeah, Tina, I think, says, I think we should go back. I think we should go back to the hospital, and I think we should convince him again to see if he wants to meet Angie. So that's what they do. So we're going to pause on that. We're going to come back. We're going to save that for last because, goodness, we're going to save that for last. So from there, (laughs) this scene was funny. So we're going to go to Sophie. So Sophie's still looking for Finley. She can't find him, so she goes... To her family's house. I guess they're having like a little lunch or something. And it's Sophie, Maribel, and Micah, and the grandmother and uh, Sophie and Maribel's mother. So they're in the kitchen, like cooking and getting ready. And <laughs> Maribel is talking to Micah. And at this point, Micah and Maribel are dating. But the mother doesn't know that yet. So the mother comes in there and she's just talking. And they get on the subject of dating, and she's the mother kind of like said something in a way that she it kind of seemed like she didn't think her daughter could be with anybody, which I thought it was crazy. I'm like, Maribel has a good freaking like personality, like anybody would date Maribel. So 
she's kind of like Maribel's kind of like why you don't think nobody would ever like fall in love with me or something like that they got on the subject because Sophie I guess was still looking for Fendi and she's like uh I'm, the mother was like, I'm glad you don't have to deal with that or something like that. And and Maribel was like, what do you mean I don't have to deal with that? Like, you, you don't think I'll ever find love or something like that? And at this point, the mother n- nor the grandmother knows that Micah is dating their daughter. So she's just kind of like, no, no, I know you're going to you're gonna find love or something like that. And then Micah chimes in and says, yes, she will, something like that. And the mother is kind of like, you're going to make some dude happy. Because they still think that Micah is gay. Nobody really knows that. I guess he likes both. Or he's feeling women more at this point. So they get down to eat. And the mother and the grandma is like, where is Fendi? Like, what's going on? And Maribel, I freaking love Maribel, but Maribel be talking too damn much. She tells everybody's tea. She told Micah about Fendi and Sophie before the wedding. And then she's going to spill the tea to the freaking mother and grandmama. They don't need to know all that. I'm like, damn, girl, shut the hell up sometimes. Like, Maribel, I love you, girl, but damn. She just straight up told him she Fendi got a DUI and she's drinking all the time. And I was like, what the hell, Maribel? And Sophie was like, girl, you always telling my shit. Let me tell some of yours. Micah and Maribel are dating. And then they start speaking in Spanish. And the mother was kind of like, they were speaking in Spanish. And the mother was like, what? Y'all are dating? And she's kind of like, yeah. And she was kind of like, well, uh, does he know about the job? Something about a job. And Maribel, and they're speaking in Spanish. And Maribel is kind of like, uh, she tells him, I don't know if I have the job yet. So I'm guessing... In the last episode, we're going to find out they're about to fuck this relationship up. And I, ha- I hope they don't do that. I really do. Because I like Micah and Mirabel together. But I really feel like it's going to be some type of job and she's going to have to freaking leave. That's what I was getting from the vibe. Because the mother kind of asked her, like, what about the job? And she's kind of like, well, I don't even know if I got it yet. So watch. The last episode, she's going to get the damn job. And it's going to fuck everything up. But back to the story. So they're speaking and talking and they're they're just all like what the mother and grandmother does not understand they was like i thought he was gay and and sophie and maribella just going off on the parents like no and then the grandma was like isn't he and then she pauses because she don't want to say the wrong thing she she's cool she loves she loves everybody but you can tell she's you know the older people they don't know what to say and then they're like what what go ahead and say it and he's like she's like isn't he isn't he he isn't he a uh, trans not not is he is he trans uh, just a trans and they were like oh my god you don't call somebody a trans they really talking about Micah like he's not there and I was just like oh my gosh poor Micah he's just sitting there through it he was like maybe I should leave and they all yelling like no sit down we're just talking so they're still going back and forth and Maribel tells them to end it off and shut the whole shit down she tells them like I love him. Like, we're dating and I love him. Like, he loves me. I love him. Like, I love him. And Micah doesn't know that much Spanish, but he picks up on that. He he knows him more. He knows what that means. So, after that, <laughs> Micah's just like, thank you for inviting me. And the grandmother says, yeah, my pleasure. She, she's still confused. She don't know what the hell's going on. She's just like, yeah, my pleasure. And they go on to eating. <laughs> so, we get where we want to go next. Let's go to... Let's jump over to Sophie and Tess. So Tess is at work. Sophie's still just looking for Finley, looking for Finley. I was starting to get worried at this point. I was like, damn, are we even going to see Finley? Which we do. But before that, 
Sophie's asking Tess, like, what's going on? Like, should I call? She's been calling hospitals and everything to look for so uh, to look for Finley because she really doesn't know where she's at. But Tess tries to tell her because if we remember, Tess is a recovering alcoholic. So she knows what Finley's going through. And she tells Sophie, like, hey, I know you don't want to hear it, but I was Finley. Like, you're you're not helping her. You're en- enabling her, actually. Like, she's not going to get better until you until you like I guess cut her off is what she was trying to say because she really got some shit that she needs to handle and I was like yeah Tess Tess knows better than anybody like I'm glad that Finley has a friend like Tess but we're gonna see how that goes because they're all probably gonna cut her off if she doesn't get any help because like she said if they keep enabling her then she's not gonna get any better so I don't know we'll find out but she's just telling her like she has some shit she needs to work out and you're not gonna help her if you keep enabling her cut her off maybe get her some help get her some help and then cut her off and let's see let's go from there so she's still just trying to call around and from there we jump back over to Danny and Gigi and (laughs) while they were arguing after they got an arguing Danny like tells her like you know, they make up and Gigi hugs her and Danny tells her like I told I told Finley that uh that nobody ever holds me when I need him. And she didn't even know what the hell she was conjuring up when she said that. Cause I was like, damn, this bitch really came out of nowhere. So after they hug and make up, we see Finley. We finally get eyes on Finley. Finley's not dead, uh, she's okay. Finley's in the hallway. At this point, we don't know where she's at. She's just in a hallway. And she's all the way messed up. Poor Finley is, is fucked up out of her mind right now. She's she's drunk. She's gone. And she pees in the hallway. And then she's banging on the door. I'm like, where the hell is she at? And when the door opens, she's at Danny's penthouse. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, where the... How the hell she know where she lives? Like, where the fuck? Like... She just came out of nowhere like damn how you know where danny lives finley like i was very confused on that part that was not like a dress like how did she know where she lived like that was never talked about unless i don't think unless i missed something but she goes in and danny and Gigi are kind of looking like what the hell is she doing here she's obviously drunk like i said she's she's out of there she's gone and they're trying to like ask her questions like are you okay like what are you doing here like what's going on and poor Finley is just going back like, you know, <laughs> she says, oh, wait, you two are together? She was looking at Gigi because Gigi was trying to offer her some water. And she was like, wait, wait, you were, y'all two are together? Oh, that makes sense. Y'all both are beautiful. Y'all pretty. Y'all, y'all are cute. Y'all belong together. And she was like, look at this penthouse. Like, because last episode she told, Danny told her, like, even I don't have my shit together. Because Finley was trying to ask her questions on how to get my shit together and stuff like that. And Danny told her, I don't even have my shit together. So, in this episode, Finley's looking around the penthouse. And he was like, why the hell were you even living in that shithole with us? Look at this. Look at this penthouse. You say you don't have your shit together. You remember that? Well, now look at me. Like, I don't have my shit together. I don't have nothing. And Danny's trying to make her feel better at this point. I really feel like Danny was kind of like, damn. Like, she's out of it. Like, everybody at this point really felt bad and was scared because I don't think they've ever seen Finley like this and she was Danny was really just trying to find out what was going on why was she there and she like reaches out for Danny and Danny kind of like pulls back because she's like what the hell like what is wrong with you Finley and Finley's like 
don't don't look at me like that. That look right there. Everybody, Sophie gives me that look. Like, why is why is everybody scared of me? Like, I'm, I'm like I'm Finley. I'm cool Finley, and she's like about to have a breakdown, and I felt so bad because like alcoholism is no joke, and I really want to know Finley's backstory. I really don't know what happened. Like, what? Because obviously last season, in the first season, she had some problems with her family, and I think it stems from that. I really want to know. I really want to know. We need some. We need to dive deep in what's going on with Finley. Everybody likes to hate on Finley, but I actually like Finley. She does crazy stuff sometimes, but I know it's something deeper. Like, it's something deeper. It's something in the water. So I want to know what's going on. So Danny calls Sophie. Sophie comes over to the penthouse to get... That's had to be so damn embarrassing. She goes to pick up Finley. And you walking into your ex's penthouse that you left for the girl that's drunken on her couch. And she's there with her new girlfriend who's freaking Gigi. So she's freaking hot and amazing. And I know that had to be so humiliating and embarrassed. I would have been so damn embarrassed. I would have been like, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's just go. Because this is crazy. And Sophie kind of has a little break. She kind of cries, but she holds it in. She's just like... She tells her, like, thank you for calling me. Because now she knows Finley is okay, but she sees it for herself that, like, this is a fucking problem. This is not cool at all. So they're going to hopefully try to get Finley some help. Hopefully she takes it. But, oh, my gosh. We'll see. I, I feel for Finley, yo. Let's get Finley some help. Season three, get Finley help. So we're going to end it off on Matt and Tina. They go back to the hospital like they said they were going to do to try to talk it out. But <laughs> they're in the waiting room and everybody's hitting up Bet and talking and doing little interviews because they did what they said they were going to set out to do. They got the the name taken off, the Nunez name taken off the wing. They were in the newspaper, so everybody's trying to reach out because she was the almost the mayor, you guys. So she has the clout and everybody wants to know and have her um like speak on it and, you know, just speak on what they did and why they did it and things like that so Tina's just watching her gloat and be on the phone and she comes back and this happens it's a team effort yeah it's nice being on your team thanks it's not so nice being pitted against you when have I ever been pitted against you? Now. Tina, I just, I want to know why you can't be happy for me and Carrie. Can you tell me that? I am happy for you. I just don't buy it. Well, I, I don't know what to say. Are you still in love with me? Yes, girl. Yes, Tina. Yes, Bet is still in love with you. What do you mean? <laughs> like, of course she's still in love with you, girl. Just as sure as the sky is blue. Yes. Yes, girl. She's still in love with you. That's why she's always being a bitch to carry every damn chance she gets. She's always got something to say about this and that. 
about Carrie is because she's still in love with you. And deep down, I think Tina is still in love with Bet, so that's probably why she even brought this up in the first place. Because she had a little attitude when she saw that she kissed Pippa goodbye and she saw that they were dating. She kind of had a little, hmm, what the hell? And I was kind of like, yeah, Tina getting a little jelly. So deep down, they know that they still love each other. But before we get an answer from Bet, I really thought Bet was just going to like, play it off and be like what are you talking about no but they gave better cop out the doctor or somebody came and told him that Marcus was ready to see him so they go in the room to talk to Marcus about you know why they turned Angie away earlier and Marcus explains to them like he knows he's doing bad and he didn't want Angie to get to know him and then get attached just for something to happen and you know they they leave her with the the um issue of that and the emotions that come with that of just now learning about the other half of you and actually liking that and bonding and having a relationship just for it to be gone just like that that would be so traumatic for anybody but like just for anybody so he explains that and they bet and tina talk to him and they get him to agree to meet with angie so they're back on track and they're back on getting angie to meet her donor finally so as they're leaving the um, hospital, they're in the hallway, they feel good, they feel accomplished, they, they're back where they want to be, their baby girl is going to get to meet the donor like she wanted to. And all of a sudden, we think we're going to get Bet's answer, because she like leans into Tina and she's like, well, Tina, and then we get like a freaking like coding alarm or something like that, like the little alarms that goes off in hospital when something's bad happened. And obviously something's bad happening and it's Marcus. Marcus is flatlining. So we see all the dark doctors and nurses running into the room with crash carts and all that. And they're trying to revive him, but um, their attempts fail and Marcus passes away. And we see, Bet and Tina is seeing all this go down. So they're like watching this go down and they see that they're not gonna be able to bring him back. And they're crying because they know like, dang, they were so close. They were so close to getting Angie to meet her donor. And now it's never going to happen. And she's never going to know the reason why unless Ben and Tina tells, like, tells her why he turned her away. Which I hope, I don't know, because that's, that's really going to suck. I hope they tell her why so she won't have that bad taste in her mouth of her father, of her donor, I'm sorry, of her donor not wanting to meet her. Because that's not really the case. The case is that he, he didn't want her to, to get attached just for him to die. Which, it, it happened. He, he passed away, so yeah guys the episode kind of ended like that on a sad sour note with the family situation and then this and i was kind of like goodness we'll see we'll see how this all how this all pans out on the last episode i can't believe we're on the last episode already like fingers are crossed so freaking like hard that we get a season three i really want a season three on a season four five six i want as many seasons as we can get out of this so hopefully we'll get it because last year we got the freaking renewal for season two before the season ended when it was airing. So, we'll, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, you guys. But as always, it's Chelsea XX. Be kind to one another. Take care of one another. And we'll see you next time for the last episode, the last review, you guys. Alright you guys, since next week is the last episode, let's get some predictions going. Let's get a poll up and let's see what we got. What do you think is going to happen for the last episode of season 2 of Gen Q? 
What are you thinking? You think we're finally going to get an OG back? You think Rachel Shelley is going to reprise her role as Helen the Peabody? Do you think we're going to get that? Do you think Finley is going to get help or not? She really does need it. Do you think Finley's going to finally get some help? Do you think we're going to get another hot Gigi and Danny scene? Or do you think we're going to get a Tibet breakthrough? What do you guys think? Let's get some predictions on those four. Let's see what we get. Let's get the poll going. <laughs>